hang on. We're traveling back to April 17th, 1987. A very important date for one reason and one reason only because of this. He was an orphan left to perish in the downtown wilderness. Instead, he thrived. They say it can turn itself into an alley cat. He became a hunter. It's a half-human creature that haunts his own. A warrior. Now, winos around here swear up and down that they've seen it. A legend of the city. Wild thing. Well, we're back. <laughs> this is Drew here with Ashley. Hi. And Derek. Hey. And we <laughs> are about to start another episode of New Release 1984. Each week on New Release, we watch a movie that came out in theaters this weekend in 1984. Except this week, when nothing came out in theaters. So we skipped ahead to this weekend in 1987. Ashley, what movie that came out on the very day you were born did we just watch? Wild Thing. <laughs> yeah. Tagline, a loner, a legend, a hero. If you are interested in watching this movie, um, either before or after you listen to the rest of this conversation, you can do what we did and run it for $5.99 on Amazon Prime in standard definition, although it actually looks pretty good. Um, I was a little turned off by that price, that price point, but it was worth it quality-wise. And um, I also uncovered a $10 copy of the VHS on eBay if you look for the seller, got deals for you to buy. So got some options and um, I think it's time now for Ashley to give us a little recap in 30 seconds or less. Ready? Sure. <laughs> All right, three, two, one, starting. All right, a kid witnesses his parents getting murdered by some unsavory characters. Mm -hmm. And then he grows up in the city, swinging with a grappling hook from building to building, and then finds his parents' killer and revenges their death. Avenges their death? That was nerve-wracking. <laughs> Ten seconds. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's, that's it. Oh, and he falls in love, kind of. He's not even really... Um, yeah, that's a, that's a perfect recap. Oh. Time's up. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was very efficient, and I mean, in theory, he's out to avenge his parents' death, but not really. I mean, he kind of inadvertently just gets tangled up or never leaves the area where his parents were murdered, so of course he's going to run into the same people that uh, were responsible. I mean, of course, because it's a movie. Um, so it doesn't seem like that was what was motivating him. I guess it's like Batman, basically. Um, it kind of defines his path, but his path isn't to get revenge. 
Um, it's not like uh, Kill Bill. No, and I don't think he would have tried to get revenge unless he he was trying to save the one girl that he fell for that they captured. So I don't think he would have tried to even like seek revenge if she wasn't involved. <laughs> exactly. He was just kind of a guardian of um, what they called the zone, which is a crime ridden part of the city where outcasts and, and people that are down on their luck have to try and, and uh, uh, make their way in through society. So um, yeah, I think uh, we can jump right into the uh, question segment. You ready, Ashley? Oh yeah. This is a tough one. So as a newborn, did you see this movie when it came out? No. In part two, <laughs> it's not. When was the first time you heard of it? Um, obviously, no, I didn't see it when it first came out. And I just heard about it last week. From Same you. here. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. Yeah, Derek, had you heard of this movie? No, I have not. I'm sure there's got to be, it's not a huge cult hit, but like from reading, from scanning Amazon uh, reviews and things like that, people, there are, there's definitely an audience out there that, that grew up with this movie and has some kind of uh, relationship to it. But none of us, um, and nobody we know, <laughs> so <laughs> we're not going to be uh, commenting on it from a personal, uh, you know, a place of personal affection. But it's kind of cool because we are seeing it for the first time now and our reaction is really fresh. So was there anything about the movie, Ashley, that kind of left an impact on you, something you loved or hated about it, that, you know, that produced a strong reaction? I loved a couple of things about it, actually. Um... I like how when he got cornered, he would like hiss and act like a mm. cat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that was great and also really stupid. Agreed. Yeah, it was very dumb, but I thought it was like very funny. <laughs> yeah. um, I also liked how <laughs> a couple of people got shot like maybe like six or seven times and they always would like leave out one word to tell someone. If there's always like one thing that they'd come out of their mouths before they died every mm. time. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> like they would, get, they would give their, their last words? Yeah, but they would be shot like so many times where like anyone would be dead and they'd like have like one word to mutter out. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was, um, I'm trying to think his parents got shot, but they didn't, they didn't, they didn't have a chance to do that. Um, it was more like the evil, the evil guys and then the cops and stuff that kind of got to say their piece. Well, and the two, um, kids in the alley, they got shot several times and then he, Wild Thing came up to them. He like whispered something in his ear, like one word, mm. and like Wild Thing left to to get revenge. Right. It's just so it's so weird what was motivating him. I mean, he was like a guardian of people that were in trouble in the zone, and he was, from what we understand, uh, there's like a you know an urban legend around him. People are aware of him, but no no one's ever really confirmed his existence. Um, but like, I guess he's just, he's just trying to survive, but also is just naturally heroic, I guess. Yeah. He seems like a, definitely a protector of the city. Like yeah. the one time he like scaled down the building and then brought that one homeless kid lunch. Right. <laughs> like a half eaten pineapple and a, and a piece of pizza. <laughs> yeah. It looks pretty good actually. 
Yeah, very fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess, I mean, because he was, um, whether he was consciously aware of this or not, because his parents were killed and he was forced to, like, survive a really difficult life, I guess he wanted to help out other people that were unfortunate, like him as well. Mm -hmm. um, and because he was able to survive on the streets, he developed all these uh, really useful skills, like uh, backflipping, climbing, hissing apparently um, <laughs> i guess i guess the thing i wanted to love the most and loved somewhat was his relationship to cats and to his own cat sidekick um, i knew going into the movie that he was going to have a cat sidekick did you really did you think that they took advantage of that or it was kind of just an afterthought I thought that was, yeah, that made me really sad. I thought the cat would, like, attack the bad guy or, like, be involved in some way, but he didn't really do anything. <laughs> he did He did one important, like, um, accomplice thing. What was Sidekick that? Sidekick thing. So when he finally uh, infiltrates Chopper's uh, lair, um, or he's waiting outside to inf infiltrate Chopper's lair, there's all these meow sounds. You think that it's probably just wild thing mimicking the sounds of a cat as he's want to do. Um, but after Chopper shoots up the wall um, <laughs> of his like Miami Vice urban, uh, urban layer, um, he opens the door and it's a cat. Uh, so he missed the cat, thank God. And then wild thing crashes through the window and, and, and tackles him. Uh, oh yeah, so there's that one thing. In the yeah, whole but that's exactly. And, and oh, now there's one other part. Um, where the cat lures uh, Jane back to uh, Wild Things' lair. Well, not, I shouldn't say lair um, because he's not <laughs> a bad guy. His um, <laughs> his, his, artist, his artist loft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's quite a street artist, right? Yeah, his, his mural paintings were pretty good. <laughs> yeah, had a lot of free time, but also made the made the most of it. Um, yeah, so I, I guess I mean. He found that cat when he was, uh, there was a few time jumps in the movie. It started out when he was like a little kid, three or four, and then he was like 10-ish, and that's when he found the cat, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then we jump ahead to 1987, present day, and the cat's uh, still by his side, and he hasn't left, like I said. <laughs> if you had been in his, I mean, if you had been in his situation, would you have just kind of moved out of the zone? Yeah, Maybe. definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was a terrible place to live, so I'm not sure why he would stick around, unless it was for revenge, which he wasn't there for. So originally, so I mean, it it might have just sure. been it might have been lazy writing. Maybe he was like felt like he was stuck there because he wanted answers or he wanted you know to find out like to unlock some of the the memories. I mean, he was. He was at an age when that happened to his parents that it would have been conceivable that he didn't even really remember, you know, like he saw the tattoo in the window. Um, he passed like by a tattoo shop and saw this snake uh, uh, slithering around a cross or something. And, and that like jogged a memory. But he had dreams too, like those nightmares. He, he called them not nightmares. They're called like, oh, what do you call them in the movie? Seeing stuff. <laughs> what do you call it? Night seeing. <laughs> Night scene. Or sleep, Night no, scene. sleep, sleep scene. Sleep yeah, scene. sleep scene. <laughs> so that just meant he was, that was the other thing. I mean, obviously he grew up um, without a lot of uh, 
of uh, culture <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, social uh, like training, but he had this this like motherly figure who died, I think, in the the middle section of those those uh, flashbacks. And yeah. um, after that, yeah, he could have definitely just moved on, but chose to stick around. So we'll get we'll get in deeper with some of the uh, some of the plot mechanics as as we go on. But before we do that, Ashley, um, how big of a box office hit do you think this movie was? Yikes. Uh, <laughs> I would say it was it did pretty poorly. Yeah, you'd be right. Um, <laughs> judging by the fact that none of us had heard of it, that's a good that's a good hint. Um, but you know, it could have been a surprise hit. It was there's no published budget, but the total box office was eighty four thousand. <laughs> so Yikes. even even oh, even even at that point, <laughs> I doubt I doubt you could make a movie for under uh, a few million dollars um the budget wasn't i mean just judging by what was on screen like it felt like a lot of it was on on a set and uh obviously it was sort of like a seedy part of new york city but they never said that um they weren't trying to replicate any known city right yeah, yeah. i mean it just yeah. said yeah there's called the zone but they didn't right. reference where I mean, uh, Jane got off of the train or a bus in Boston Station. They they definitely treated it like it was. Oh, in Boston Station, hmm. Because somebody mentioned that they came from uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And I just assumed yeah. they were like. Yeah, I just assumed it was like a seedy part of of New York City. But anyway, I I think that it definitely cost them a few a few million just to get the rights to the wild thing song alone um, they, could, <laughs> they could take advantage of so yeah not a not a big hit with um box office goers but with critics it was a pretty mixed um 50 50 bag let's see if i have any um reviews here there's a movie here all right the question is where is it and how did Wild Thing so decisively miss so many opportunities to do something with it? Huh. Wow. <laughs> Roger Ebert didn't like it, but he saw potential, I guess. And then um, here's a positive review. Um, fans of Tarzan or Batman or simply 1980s cinema should definitely seek out Wild Thing as a harmless curiosity, if not essential viewing. That's kind of a, huh. a whiplash review there. <laughs> yeah, is it a, I couldn't tell those are really positive or not. Yeah, but. it's somewhere it's somewhere between a harmless curiosity and essential viewing, according to Ed Travis. So, hmm. yeah, it was probably well, it was definitely better reviewed than uh, the movie we watched last week. So that's that's something, I guess. Um, did you, did you like it better than Friday the Thirteenth? Out of curiosity, part four. I did actually. Really? Hmm. <laughs> well. Because I didn't really want it, I thought it went by pretty quickly. It was very entertaining, and I didn't really want it to end. When it ended, I was like, "Oh, that was pretty quick," which meant I was entertained the whole whole way through, and I actually enjoyed it. And yeah. I laughed a lot, a lot at it. So I thought, I don't know, that was pretty good. The one last week wasn't my cup of tea for some reason, but I don't know. I like this one a lot more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, I'm probably the exact opposite of that, just in the sense that. I enjoyed them both, but last week 
maybe because it was just hitting familiar um like slasher movie tropes that i that i enjoy and i kind of like knew the beats to expect and and was uh satisfied enough with how they how they painted painted by numbers this one i thought really kind of dragged uh in the middle it was it was interesting to watch the whole time but i wasn't uh, i mean this isn't there wasn't any characters in Friday the 13th that I was really attached to. I mean, Corey Feldman was <laughs> a better actor than, than Wild Thing, but that didn't really matter. Uh, I just, did you like the Wild Thing character, like his performance? Mm, I didn't really, not really, but I like this. I thought the story was interesting. I kind of like yeah. the idea of like a wild animal slash human being raised like in the city and then seeking justice or helping out his fellow homeless men. I thought that was kind of nice. I don't know. What about all the like conspiracy stuff, blue coats, white coats, the power station? Uh, yeah, I thought that was a bit lost. I thought that something would come of it. Like they were talking about how the blue coats were so terrible and I thought that like, okay, once the police who are the blue coats pick him up and he sees the white coats like in the, the lab coats or whatever i thought there'd be something else that happened to him like he would go to like this crazy facility or there'd be some like greater something right. going on and then nothing ever happened with that so i mean it goes back to the the uh, reviews like there was something there but they never really did much with it yeah and i mean i'm not i don't know that it would have been better if they had like really uh, created this elaborate conspiracy but Basically, the cops were in cahoots with the gangs um, in the city or the main the main gang run by a chopper. So like and it was he knew from the start that a cop killed his parent or um, the the main bad guy with the help of the of a cop killed his parents. So like he already had that ingrained in him. But it really just came down to like dirty cops. Like there wasn't any larger conspiracy. There was just you know uh, a cop that was getting paid off by the gangs so uh, yeah that was uh, when he started muttering to himself and freaking out like a cat at the police station and got tranquilized by the white coats that was a totally appropriate response for them to have right like <laughs> he was <laughs> and he needed he deserved to be sedated so it wasn't like he was being unfairly treated um Maybe he shouldn't have been there in the first place. That was all a little confusing, but, but yeah, I thought that that maybe they just had to cut out a lot of ex explanation around, around the larger conspiracy. So yeah, yeah. That felt a little flat. Yeah, I agree. Was there any particular character in the movie, be it the cat, the older sage lady, the, the evil chopper character jane <laughs> wild thing himself <laughs> that you particularly connected with or felt you know if you had to be a character in this movie that you would yeah i didn't like any of the ones you just listed off well i wouldn't want to be any of them yeah <laughs> but i liked um el baracho the matador with the, mm. <laughs> i thought he was great <laughs> there were two scenes where they like yeah, had there were there was a lot of ancillary characters in the the zone. There's the dude with no legs um, on his little hot rod dolly. But yeah, what was the deal with the matador guy? So El Baracho, I mean, I think he was just 
I think he had like the electric shock therapy that the other woman had. And so he went a little crazy. Um, but the very, I guess within the first like 20 minutes of the movie, you see, you get your first glimpse of the zone until all these like homeless, crazy people. And El Baracho is pretending he's a matador. And he's like wrangling the, um, the cars like as if they're bulls. Right. I thought that was very, that was great. And then you see him again and he like, see, he helps wild thing escape, which is pretty cool. So and, uh, I liked him. At one, at one point, like, yeah, he lures a bad guy um, with the, the red cloth or whatever that he's waving. And then the, the guy gets gored and not by a bull, but by like, he gets stabbed in the stomach by something. So basically like he lured him into getting stabbed by a bull. So at yeah, least that, awesome. that did pay off. That was cool. Mm -hmm. um, Derek, you have any, anybody that, that you connected with? <laughs> Uh, for some reason, that little kid uh, that was like at one point tied to that pole in the very beginning, oh, yeah, and he cut himself free. <laughs> he and he was just spreading the word of wild thing. <laughs> he he was sort of he was helpful to the the woman in distress early on on in the movie. I mean, he just told her to run, um, and then later, <laughs> later by the end of the movie, he was still hanging out in the corner, but he was like, um older than some of the other kids so he was becoming like a leader hopefully a good like a good gang leader i guess yeah <laughs> um, did you guys not notice though kid. did you notice that he was attached to that pole in the very beginning and then i guess he, he cut himself free yeah i didn't no. notice him tied to it at all i thought he was just hanging out there like waiting for a wild thing <laughs> well they he, they come he goes back to that same corner and his like uh older friend group uh, comes comes by and then the camera pans down to like a rope that's been cut. So I, I have no oh. idea. Hmm. Okay. Didn't yeah, I mean, yeah. That, there's probably lots of little details <laughs> that were not perfectly executed. Um, like, yeah, exactly. I if I had to be anybody in the movie, I'm just gonna go with the cat. Um, the cat was the cat did everything it needed to do to to get by without being obnoxious or annoying. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that easy answer there. Did they ever name the cat? No, that was annoying no. too. It's not even the cat's not even credited on IMDb as far as I can as far as I can tell. <laughs> um, so that's a little bit of because there was two cats. There was a kitten um, in the first flashback scene, and then and then uh, the full grown cat, sort of a gray tabby patterned cat. Um, really cute, cute, but standard. Yeah, standard cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's move into a new segment that we're going to do uh, called uh, Trivia and Tropes. I know this movie was pretty obscure and not a lot of trivia out there, but Ashley, did you find something at the last minute to share? <laughs> sure did. Um, so I found out through my friend that Wild Thing, the music was composed by George Clinton, which is mm. kind of cool. So that's more money that they had to shell out that they did not make back. <laughs> so. Yeah, I did see that in the credits, actually. I thought that was really interesting. And the music was great. Well, music was. you dope. mean the, the score? Like, so there the was score, the, jungle, yeah. the jungle sounds that they kind of integrated into the, into the background. Um, and then, of course, there was the, the title, <laughs> the title song. But we'll get, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't there's just not a lot of information out there about this movie frankly um the one thing that i that i noticed was that the writer had uh worked on some other classic genre films like piranha 
Alligator, which is about a giant killer alligator. The Howling, which is a werewolf movie. Uh, Derek, we watched that a while back, actually. Um, and then uh, he wrote a script called Night Skies that got turned into uh, E.T. So that would have been probably his biggest hit, but it kind of got taken out of his hands and, and reworked a little bit. But it was the basis of Spielberg's very iconic movie. Um, so decent, hmm. decent pedigree in terms of that. Um, I, I found, um, has anybody heard of this site called uh, TV Tropes? No. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really cool. It's like, it's IMDB meets um, something, meets Wikipedia for like anything that commonly, a trope is something that, you know, gets repeated in movies over time. And, and basically they put a name to recurring, uh, recurring things that, that they're, it's, it's kind of like a shortcut. If you want to explain to the audience that a character is traumatized, then you can like do something that the people will recognize right away. Um, for instance, there's a trope called the catapult nightmare. Um, Ashley, if you had to guess, <laughs> what would, what do you think a catapult nightmare is? <laughs> when you're having an awful dream and you just spring up out of your dream, it wakes you up. Bingo. Um, nice. yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, um, the, the cool thing about these tropes is that like, sometimes they influence people's behavior in real life. It's like, you've seen it happen a million times in, in movies. So you might like think that that's how you should wake up when you, when you have a nightmare, but it happens to him twice in the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. He has, yeah. He has one um, when he's uh, a younger kid and the, the, the older woman is dying and he's having a nightmare of his parents. And then he might have another one right before he hooks up with Jane. Yeah, yeah. he does. What did you think of that sex scene? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, did you get? Did you understand like why she would be into it? Mm, I mean, he wasn't unattractive, but it was very yeah. weird. Well, I didn't mean to put you on the spot in the t in terms of if if you wanted to 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 jump his bones, but it was right. Yeah, it was very um out of nowhere. Yeah, it was very strange. Well, and he yeah. painted a mural of her on his wall. And she's like, oh, is that me? And she's like flattered to be like, this is so weird. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it was romantic. Um, uh, sure. <laughs> and it was really good. So if it hadn't been a good, if it had been like a, a cave drawing, it probably wouldn't have had the same yeah. impact on her. And what did they call it? Like body bumping? Body? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure it was body bump. But if it's body pump, that's just as good. <laughs> Body bump yeah, with a B. Yeah. That's how, I, that's how I heard it. And they said it twice. Uh, yeah. But I thought when she, she says it back to him, I thought she said belly bump. Either way. He, Weird. Before, before they hook up, he like mimics um, sex and hugging himself up against a, a, a post um, in his, in his uh, loft. And then that, that works. As yeah. I think it's her being like, move, oh, apparently. I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> Crucially, earlier in the film, they set all this up because as a kid, he watched some people hook up on a rooftop. So he, that's how he learned about sex, and it really paid off uh, 15 years later or whatever. Yep. <laughs> so that's, the, that's one of them, Catapult Nightmare. I figured I singled this other one out because of uh, 
the tie-in with last week's movie. So there's something called a super window jump, <laughs> which <laughs> not to be confused with when Jason rips a character out of a window and throws them into a car, but when a, when a character chooses to escape heroically or, you know, desperately by bursting through a window. Um, In slow-mo, nonetheless, right? I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, of yeah. course. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so now that we know, I mean, the, the dog in Friday the 13th did a, did a super window jump. Um, another character did a super window jump. And then there were several involuntary um, window jumps forced by Jason. <laughs> so, and then I've got one more. This one is called Wicked Cultured. This is a little tougher to guess. What do you think Wicked Cultured means? Um, when you grew up from something terrible and you're surrounded by evil? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I'll give you the scene in the movie that it's describing. So okay. um, at one point, two villains are shown playing chess while listening to classical music. Oh, <laughs> so the wicked part, it's it, the trope is like when having a super villain who also listens to Mozart gotcha. like, and plays chess. Um, <laughs> of course, they were just doing that to, to hide the, the drugs that were below the chess table um, as the cops were showing up. So, yeah, I thought nice. I thought those were were fun. Um, are you ready to move on to rank the blank? Oh, yeah. Sure. (laughs) Last week, we ranked our favorite kills from Friday the 13th. This week, we are going to rank where this movie falls among other iconic wild and thing stuff. So, (laughs) you ready? Yeah. Um, Number one, The Thing. John Carpenter movie with Kurt Russell. Um, sci-fi horror movie from the early 80s. Number two, Wild Things, the (laughs) erotic thriller from the mid-90s, infamous or famous for its uh, sex scene with Denise Richards and Nev Campbell. Uh, Matt Dillon is also involved. Number three, a slight departure from that, Where the Wild Things Are. You can, you can, you know, lump the book and the movie into that number four wild thing charlie sheen's character from major league baseball movie and finally number five wild thing the song which was featured at least twice in the movie if i if i recall they took their time breaking it out though Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was those are those are five examples plus the movie we just watched so is there anywhere you want to start Ashley in terms of a clear front runner for you sure okay okay uh yeah the song yeah <laughs> come on it's, it's hard to compete with the song especially like the movie can't compete with the song the movie gets better every time the song comes on just inherently it's almost as if they wrote the movie backwards from the song um, and then, you know, figured out how to, how to fill in the blanks from there. Derek, like, you know, maybe wild things with Denise Richards and and Nev Campbell is, is more in our wheelhouse than Ashley's. Does that, 
Is that in contention for the, the top spot? <laughs> yeah, because I almost actually rented that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I half watched it the other night when we were uh, playing poker. Um, Dude, Denise Richards, I'm sorry. But yeah. yeah. I mean, Did you, you know, in contention of from that perspective. <laughs> you saw that movie when you were younger, right? Yeah. We don't have to go into too many details, but no, 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 no. Let's, let's, yeah, we don't have to. I would have been, I think it came out in 94, so I would have been 10. I don't know that I saw it when I was 10, but I saw it, you know, at a, at a formative age. Yeah, the same here. I don't even I don't... really remember it. I just remember her coming out of the pool. Right. <laughs> I think yeah, everyone there's... remembers her coming out of the pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's an important pool scene and an important uh, hotel room scene. Um, what about uh, Where the Wild Things Are, Ashley? Did you like that book growing up? So I liked the book when I was really little, but then I watched the movie and I didn't like the movie very much because it was much sadder than I remembered it, the book being. But I also read the book when I was so young, so it didn't make that much of an impression on me. Right. Being that adult. So I, I kind of, I kind of love the, the movie adaptation. It definitely was sad, but it had a cool, it had that soundtrack. Uh, I think Karen O mm-hmm. did it. had some really cool songs. Uh, Spike Jones directed the movie. I, I, yeah. One book growing up as a kid that I loved and I've never even seen the film. Really? You should yeah. watch it. It's, it's, it's a great movie. Um, obviously like they had to take, put their own spin on, on the book, but cause the book's a pretty basic, uh, short story. So they took a lot of liberties, but I liked, I liked the tone of the movie. Um, of course we're forgetting, um, what's probably going to be my, my nomination for the most iconic, it doesn't have wild in the title, so maybe it gets a ding for that, but it does have the thing. Um, Ashley, have you seen the thing? No. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't oh, think man. so, unless, unless I watched it with our with grandma when we were younger, but I don't remember it at all. We didn't, or I, yeah, I didn't watch it until I was older. Um, I mean, it's not that it's more inappropriate than other stuff, but 1982, just confirming the date. I will um, say right now that that one... Um, is the winner here with Rainbow Blank? <laughs> <laughs> it's I I I mean in terms of which one's more important to me. The only so the argument for the song, in addition to the song, is definitely better than the movie we just watched. Um, and the song is like so ubiquitous. I mean, if you if you pulled aside twenty people in the street and started humming it. They would know immediately, you know, like they, it's it's iconic. The thing is uh, a, com- a a complete, you know, artistic and 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 horror movie classic achievement. But everyone knows Wild Thing the song, so it has to get some points just for kind of like uh, pop culture awareness. Um, what about? wild thing charlie sheen's character zero votes for that one never seen it yeah <laughs> it's so <laughs> he's got like taped up glasses he plays this like goofball but he's a really good pitcher that's movies uh, not my I favorite that? yeah it's some What's people the, the probably movie? love that movie it's called major league yeah there's a couple of them um it's a it's a favorite sports like kind of sports comedy for a lot of people i just never uh, it never really stuck with me that that much, so I can't I can't pick that. If we're putting this movie 
um, just up against everything else on the list. Is this movie better than anything of those <laughs> of those other five? Uh, I mean, they're pretty oh, iconic what, choices. What about if we added um, Wild and Out with Nick Cannon, and then it can go above that? Mm, okay, sure. <laughs> That's a consolation for the movie. And a, 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 yeah. a slap in the face to, to Mariah's husband. Are they still married? No. I don't think so, no. Okay. Oh. <laughs> slap in the face, nonetheless. Um, okay, so this movie ranks above, is it Wild and Out? Wild yeah, Wild and Out. Wild and Out. Yeah. <laughs> If we, if we, there's a ton of stuff with wild in it. I was, um, I was explaining this ranking to Jamie last night and she was like, wild at heart, wild into the wild. For some reason, I didn't count any of that stuff. But um, anyway, I think my choice is the thing. Your choice, Ashley, is the song. Yeah. And Derek, you're going to break the tie. Yeah, wild and out. Oh, is your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, surprise late. Pretty edition. sure it's still on the air, by the way. I don't think Do, so. Really? I think they are actually heard. Yeah, I think so. He had. I thought they did bring back like a Nick Cannon show, or he's on a, a one of the. He's on the million. karaoke show. Okay. It's really good, actually. But I'm we sure it's a masked singer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. The karaoke show. Oh wait, actually, they're singing. So the singing show. <laughs> Oh, that's what you meant by the karaoke show? I didn't even know that was it's not karaoke, but I had no idea. It's much more identifiable as the mass singer than the karaoke show. Yeah, I know. Thanks. <laughs> how I how I gathered yeah. that, I'm not sure. Um all right. Well, we did our uh rank the blank for this week. Um I'm excited to to see what we can come up with next week. Our final couple questions coming up. So, Ashley. On a scale of um, somewhere between one and all of the Oscars, how many awards did this movie win? Zero Oscars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was. I'm gonna uh, go out on a limb and say it. It wasn't nominated for anything, um, and it didn't win anything. Uh, was there? Is there anything you want to award this movie for? Best hiss scene, hissing mm. scene. <laughs> yeah. Get it. <laughs> uh, is there more to get than when he hisses like a cat no i was just thinking hiss like the mtv scene. awards they have like best kiss scene oh. the best hissing scene oh. come on see i took it as just scene but add hiss in front of it hiss scene ah hiss, okay hiss, hissing scene <laughs> yeah sure so <laughs> let's let's go back to the hissing for a minute i mean did he learn everything he knows about being uh, a warrior from uh, from watching his cat. No, remember he what was is... like following that guy doing Muay Thai in the park or something. In that one scene, he was like learning how to like fight. So from mimicking him, right? That's how he learned how to fight. But like, I'm just wondering. There's there's people in the movie constantly reference the fact that um, we've heard he can turn into a cat. Uh, he doesn't, as far as we know, ever turn into a cat. But he mimics a cat just for the heck of it. I mean, it never really seems to be a helpful move. The sounds, like, the pouncing is fine, but why does he hiss? As a distraction? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, well, because maybe, well, I guess it leads into, like, the legend of him. So maybe he's like, okay, I'll be a cat. And they're like, right. everyone's like oh, he's a cat in the city. And then they're like, well, maybe he does turn into a cat, and maybe it makes him more, like, intimidating. That's a great enemies. point. 
Right. I think, yeah. I mean, so he has to do it just like the same way Batman kind of like scowls and like wants to be, uh, he wants to instill fear in the criminals. Wild Thing wants to instill hissing in his, <laughs> his prey. Because like when he's in the jail cell and he's about to, he's hiding on the ceiling um, using his, his incredible strength. He hisses before he jumps and attacks the guy. Um, just activated Siri somehow. Uh, so he just kind of tips off that he's that he's hiding before before he jumps down. But it does make sense if he wants to spread the legend. So I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> uh, last question of the night: How 80s is this 1987 release? And are you ready for a Wild Thing remake? Uh, it's very 80s. Yeah. To me, I mean, the music is incredible. Definitely 80s. Their outfits are awesome. Like the little like cool gang outfits. <laughs> um, old school cop cars, which someone mentioned, are there's like mm-hmm. all of it's great. Like graffiti, like everything seems just very 80s, very 87. This re- you just reminded me of something we we totally forgot to award the movie for best uh, either original or just best song business lady <laughs> yeah oh hell yeah dude <laughs> how does it go <laughs> please sing it <laughs> uh i can't i can't remember how it goes there was one line that was um she's got a slit skirt she's got a silk shirt it's not wrapped <laughs> like that but she's a business lady <laughs> she's a business lady it's yeah, that <laughs> <was> the song <laughs> it's the song that chopper the 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 villain is playing in his lair with his while he has like three or four prostitutes hanging out. Um, so they're business ladies in the in the lady of the night sense, I guess. Um, but yeah, that was that was one of the more I hadn't heard that song before. I don't know if it was um, <laughs> made for the movie or not, but uh, there wasn't a lot of other like the Wild Thing song is not from the '80s. I don't think. I think it's from the '70s. Um, but the the aesthetic once they jumped it was kind of cool to see the progression it starts in 69 so they have like a everyone's a his parents are hippies they're in a volkswagen van Um, then it jumps to 75 and i forget exactly how they established the time period there but when it jumps to 87 it's clearly very like 80s from that that point on so you think this was more 80s than Friday the 13th? Um, only because it had more, more of its surroundings. It was more than just like two houses. So it was a whole city. So it felt more 80s to me. The houses yeah. is, I mean, I don't know. I mean, because that's also like a horror movie slasher 80s. So it's like, right. it's a little bit harder to compare for me. But I feel like it felt more 80s to me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the The decoration that they had at their houses and stuff like that. The hairdos. Um, uh, his outfit was, um, a little more timeless because he was just wearing like cut off, <laughs> cut off shorts and vests and, uh, face paint <laughs> for some reason. Um, have yeah, we even before going have... to solve crime, he, yeah. puts face he, paint on. he had one, uh, black stripe going down his face to start, which again, can be explained in the same way I actually explained the hissing. It's just to give his like legend a boost. Um, 
but then it, 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 he later he added some white and then he added some blood um, to the white, which really set set off the the look. So have we have we even mentioned the Tarzan parallels? No, <laughs> like very very briefly. Just kind of touched on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the there's a there's like three or four sentences about this movie on Wikipedia, so not a lot of uh, info out there, but they describe him as an urban Tarzan defending innocence in a large city. And there's the movie was clearly going for that when they named the, the lady who comes in from out of town, Jane, um, the lady that he falls for. So there's some, it's a pretty direct like Tarzan adaptation just in, in a city, which you know, they could have leaned into it more, I guess, and just made it, I mean, obviously there was probably a rights issue. So it's just sort of a Tarzan ripoff. I don't know whether that makes it better or worse, but it was, it was there. Instead of like well, the Tarzan, like, oh, 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 it's just like meow. <laughs> well, but they did, but they did sound like that as well. Like you just made in the background. So yeah, they did have some of that Tarzan effect. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's kind of just a easy way to describe the movie. I don't know if it really adds up to much, but definitely a lot of a lot of uh, Tarzan parallels. He was swinging um on a grappling hook. He escapes the um police who have him surrounded on a tower at the end by swinging around. Did you understand the physics of his swing at the end? So, he's trying to build momentum to where he'd get enough to launch him out but it just yeah. didn't seem to it didn't seem like he was going any faster around it like they tried to make it look like he was going to spin and like get enough like enough propulsion to go into the water but it didn't really play out that way yeah <laughs> visually. I, was little, I was a little confused by how he was getting like faster usually as you spin you lose momentum not gain it um, yeah and it wasn't like he was running on the building like to get more i don't know yeah. it didn't really work <laughs> It was a good, somebody pointed out, um, we were texting uh, along as we watched the movie and somebody pointed out that when he was leaving his, uh, he was escaping after his parents were shot, he jumped into the water to get away. Um, so once again, at the end, he, he uh, gets away by jumping into the water. Uh, were you happy with the, the final scene of the movie, Ashley? The fight scene or just the very end? So... Uh, <laughs> I got, I got I got confused in the whole the whole fight scene as far as like what was what was happening um, at the end there. He did do all those backflips, which was cool. For no that was reason. my favorite part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to dodge bullets, and then he still got hit. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he got hit, or maybe he was faking it. Uh, it hard to hard to say. Um, I was mostly talking about. I was worried that it was going to be a uh, love story ending between him and Jane, but. Jane, um, it, the last we see of her, she's at the police station, kind of unsure of whether he's alive or not. Uh, but the very last scene of the movie is him, is the cat at first on the uh, rooftop, on one of the rooftops in the zone. And then we kind of pan up his legs <laughs> and see him and then uh, cut the credits from there. I was happy with, I'm really happy that he got reunited with the cat, obviously. Um, and I was happy that he didn't get, <laughs> He didn't end up with Jane. That would have been kind of lame. Yeah, I agree. I I, I was worried that the cat would just kind of be like gone. 
because he like jumped into the water by himself and was like, well, how's he going to find his cat? But I yeah. guess his cat found him. <laughs> yeah, he escaped and then just went right back to the, <laughs> to the zone. Right, <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah. To keep, to keep helping the, the characters that are the people, the unfortunate souls who are stuck there. So he's, he's uh, truly maintaining his status as a, as a hero. So, yay. Um, <laughs> would you watch a sequel to this? Um, so I was thinking about what I'd want the sequel to be like if Ooh, I were okay. to watch a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking <laughs> that, um, so you know how they have like that business lady song? I think it should be like, part two should be like businessman and it's about him like acclimating mm. to like the business world, but still has wild thing. Yep. So, <laughs> yes, dude. I think that would be awesome. So that's what the, I was thinking. I was thinking where does the cat like, fit in in that scenario? Um, the cat can still be a sidekick. Maybe yeah. the cat will be like, I maybe it'll be like his business broker partner or something. <laughs> mm, yeah, he like um has to has to consult with his uh, his business yeah. partner before he can make any big decisions. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Something what's like his, that. What's his job interview outfit gonna be? Uh, <laughs> is he gonna mm. is it gonna have a shirt as a as a component of it or no? Oh, I mean I a buttoned shirt. I think he'll have like no shirt suspenders. Mm. And then instead of like those like short kind of booty shorts, I think I'll have like cargo pants with like all oh, okay. this like his grappling hook hooked to it and like all this stuff. Okay, so practical, uh, practical office wear. Yeah, maybe a skinny tie, but yeah. no shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he could he could uh, revive the overalls that he was wearing early on in the movie. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Those were good jean jean overalls. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I I guess we didn't answer the remake question. Is there any reason to remake this movie? I mean, a sequel is one thing. It could be a sequel or it could be, you know, assuming either the sequel or the remake comes out in 2020. Uh, do you want to see that? I think I would watch it, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because so, I think they can do a lot more things with a cat now. Mm. So. <laughs> so CGI cats. Yeah, so I think if they could make the cat actually like part of his like a sidekick, like a true sidekick, then I think it, I would definitely watch it. Then it's then maybe it's like Jungle Book, or like yeah. Garfield too. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh nice. Maybe a crossover. Wild Thing meets Garfield. Um, any any final thoughts before we kind of uh, talk about what we're gonna watch next week? Um, I didn't hate it. I thought it was entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird so we picked 1984 because uh it's an iconic year in movies with you know some of the ones I've, i might have mentioned last week ghostbusters and indiana jones and gremlins and nightmare on elm street all on beverly hills cop all sorts of like uh movies that that went on to be classics we haven't quite gotten we haven't quite gotten to the classic part of the calendar year yet and uh that's not going to change next week <laughs> when, <laughs> when we go back uh to 1984 the cool thing about the movie we are going to watch though is uh jamie lee curtis stars in it it's it's a romance and this is after she's made like all her scream queen uh movies halloween and prom night and uh, slum party massacre she finally had enough um, clout to make something that wasn't a horror movie um, and where she probably doesn't have to be naked 
called Love Letters. Uh, Ashley, do you want to read the synopsis for it? Sure. All right. Anna is a young woman who discovers her mother had an affair with a married man for 15 years. So she starts her own affair with a married man. All right. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can I Can't just wait. say that I... You said that there was no trailer for this, which we would have played if there was, or at least the audio from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only Google results that came back were from like porn sites. <laughs> yeah, it's there's not not a lot of um, footage out there. On there's there's some mishits on YouTube as well when you when you look it up. So it's it's not a porno flick. It's a a very wholesome uh, affair movie, uh, and. It's on Prime, so it's not completely obscure, but we'll see if it's uh, uh it'll be a change in tone from the last two movies we've watched. At least we've had a, a horror and action adventure, and now I presume a romance. But uh but yeah, it's gonna it's not gonna be long before we get into uh the the more classic films in the calendar, but we kinda gotta work our way work our way up to that, which I think is good, you know get these out of the way and then uh, we'll be in tip-top form when we get to something like ghostbusters so flexing our 84 muscles bro yeah um <laughs> ashley i mean this movie came out the movie uh not love letters but wild thing on your birthday not you know not just your birthday but the actual day in in 1987 you were born is a uh, do you think this did you justice? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, even though I did like it, no, not yeah. really. <laughs> this wouldn't be like the movie that you think perfectly encapsulates your existence? Nope, can't say that at yeah. times. I mean, that's a high bar for a movie to clear. Maybe I'm, we'll I'm we'll thinking the Catman it would be a really good volleyball player. Like he was fit enough to be a potential that's true yeah that's that could there's another spinoff sequel opportunity Uh, air bud oh you mean um (laughs) (laughs) oh okay so uh, not to not to digress but i wanted to i've just pulled up the calendar for what's coming up uh in the in the in the coming weeks after we do love letters we have a jam-packed weekend the next weekend where um, 16 Candles comes out and Breakin', the breakdancing movie, which we'll we'll debate hmm. on the show next week which one of those we should watch. I've obviously seen 16 Candles and I've never seen Breakin', um, starring Ice-T, Scratcher, Shabadoo, uh, Phineas Newborn III, Boogaloo <laughs> Shrimp. Chandler. I think I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I say more. Um, so, and then after that, we have Firestarter and Indiana Jones and uh, Ghostbusters. So, yeah, there's nice. We're we're in sort of the the lull of the the schedule, but things are about to heat up in a hurry. So, stay tuned for more new release, 1984. I didn't mean to formally. <laughs> <Work that in laughs> one more time. yeah i think that's it for this week <laughs>